Last time. Yes, we have liftoff. This is Elaine Barrett. I play Elizabeth Monroe, and I also write and produce and everything this. And I'm with Mark Kalita, who plays Night Stalker. You'll run into him into a bit. Well, it run into him in a bit. <laughs> Hi, all. Uh, this is just the last scene from episode three. Stevie Farnaby um, gave me the main uh, thing for the sound effects. And I just put in every explosion sound effect I had. It was so much fun. That's the hallmark of a great show is a lot of explosions. <laughs> this is Paul Avelle. He does the announcer voices. And he actually Earth has a main character that gets introduced this episode. Um, guys cast doubles this episode. Yes, it's fun. Earth and the Galactic Confederation built a massive yeah, interstellar... Yeah, so he thought um, the, the first three episodes guy. were fun... Yeah, the series Elizabeth really Monroe. starts this episode. This is when it gets really fun. Merely because Mac comes in, yay. <laughs> oh, God, all hell breaks <laughs> loose. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, yes, of course Guys, you would have an idea. Well, it's maybe, four. I don't know, maybe more in episode five. Hmm. It starts here, though. Status update. So all hell really starts to break loose in seven and eight. <laughs> yeah, Here that's we go. true. We're coming out of the wormhole. Better lost than pride, Commander. Lieutenant McCall, any damage reports? Gaia seems to be holding together, Captain. Only minor injuries so far have been reported. I love my cast. I adore my cast. It's like a dream team. I gotta tell you, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved with this project, is just this cast of characters you created here are just so amazing and colorful. I said, I, I gotta somehow get a, get to be a part of this one. A little more about your character in a little bit. I don't want to give away too much before he's even introduced. No, no. I particularly like McCall. The idea of this hyper-intelligent parrot, I just think, is brilliant. And I was so wondering how she'd ultimately sound. Uh, well, Renee makes her. She um, she plays Desdemona, and, and she also plays McCall. But her grandmother had around six of these scarlet macaws, which is the same species of bird, growing up. And she would literally spend months where she had to sleep in the same room with the birds. So she really got to know what the heck they sound like. Excellent. Uh At least you can't accuse me of bad flying this time, Mike. I think of some splendid retort. There's but I David think I as always. Back in Tupory. Rain check, then. Everyone all right? My shoes. Bruce is great. Working, oh yes, I love him. He he's like one. He and Stevie and Seth Adam Sher from Pendant are my three audio mixing gurus. I keep pestering them with questions. There you go. Bruce was such a big help between episode one and two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Pete's going to feed us grub gruel for sure, Lieutenant Barask. Me for burning out the power cord. Yeah, we he actually get to hear more of Brask in this episode than any of the others. Big, big, he plays a big rock monster. And Abner Ceneris is Andre. Captain, I do not wish to do that again anytime soon. I like the vision of a musketeer in space. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned vision. Whenever I listen to this show, I've got such clear visions in my head of what these people look like, just based on their voice characterizations. Dr. Noah? Bloody power went out of my cybernetic legs. I'll be hopping around all over the ship until it gets fixed. 
There's Desdemona Renee. She's literally an, a big ball of golden light. I she was so hard to cast because all my, the ladies just kept making them her sound like Vulcans. Desdemona is so not a Vulcan. I was at my wit's end just trying to cast her. I was actually surprised by the sheer amount of auditions I got for Gaia. I'm not. It was it was a really cool, interesting script. Just look, like I said, looking at the cast list, I said, "All right, this is definitely going to be something special." Why? Thank you. You're going to give me a big head if you're not careful. Your mother could be here. Right there, honey. Get word to Thornton. I want him and the Firestorms to launch their fighters as soon as they can and do a recon of the area. We need to know what is out there. Yes, Captain. Yes, we're coming up to your big entra- entree pretty soon. My yeah, this I was I've been looking forward to the, mixing this episode for a long time ever since I first heard your line. My big dramatic debut as a piece of space flotsam that you find. Hey, you can't always enter in the TARDIS. <laughs> Yeah, James Rossi is Zeet the robot. He is so fantastic. He sends me such great imp- improvs. Definitely. He is so much fun to write for the character. Because um, I could just. Sweeping Shakespearean, ro- completely over-the-top romantic character, but he's a robot, and he has like six arms. He's like has arms completely around his body, and just this robot. And he's the most romantic character of them all. It's a lot of fun. And James can pull it off. Like okay, yay. I like the idea of emotional robots as opposed to just you know your cold sort of standard robots that you often have. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars gave us the emotional robots, and that's one of the things that made that those movies was 3PO and R2-D2. Oh, gosh, I mean, even R2-D2, before that. All he does is... Yeah. R2-D2, all he does is beep, but you still adore him. Well, what's neat is seeing, though, the evolution of, of the robots. Like, if you look at Lost in Space, and you see about the first half yeah. of the series, where the robot's your standard cold robot... And then he starts developing this personality. And then he really gets fun. <laughs> I haven't seen Lost in Space from when I was a kid, but I still remember what you're talking vaguely what you're talking about. Well, they got him on DVD. And I, I, I will... I, yes, I'll have to snag him. I will confess to actually having the entire series. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I like Dr. Smith. He, he was my favorite. I'm actually starting a Doctor Who marathon, starting from the very beginning. Ooh. I'm at the where the Daleks are showing up for the first time right now. Okay. <laughs> Back in the 60s. That, that was very spooky, their first appearance. I'm just trying to think, with the 60s mindset, what it must have been like seeing these things. But we digress. Yes. Yeah. He's literally, uh, Dr. Noah right now is literally hopping around on one leg, and I tried to make it sad that you could literally hear him hopping across your, the speakers. I was 
And you say my ego needs popping cap. I do love torturing so David. At least I don't look like a circus clown reject in the mornings. Him and you, I can pretty much, I know I can write pretty much anything and you guys can pull it off. So it's like, Mycroft's evolving, Arm, Armrock, your character is definitely going to evolve. And it's just so much fun. Well, that's good. Good characters should evolve and develop. I'll stop by her room on my way to help with the evacuation Go ahead, Doctor. You might want to the trick is to evolve them the right way. This is not the time for her to get into trouble. And from the discussions we've had, I, I think we're headed in a good direction. Well, we're headed. Armorak is heading in a direction you probably wouldn't quite expect, but it's going to work. Oh, and here's here's all the pilots. That's Talma right there, the woman. Gwendolyn Jensen Woodward. Yay! That's um. Vivian is played by Christy Plotkin, who actually plays Squeegee. Well, There's Thornton, um, Paul Lavelle. God's nowhere with dead engines and no main power. Someone attacks. We're Gaia's only defense. There's not enough power to separate the modules, let alone use the weaponry. That's Christy right there. She usually sounds like a bug, but I had to give her a character where she actually sounded like herself. Uh, that's Tremaine, Julie Hoverston. Chris Britton. Uh, Brit, he he plays. Well, you'll you'll figure that out in a minute. Uh, Bill Young, Slyzatier, Neil Bailey, Neil Bailey. Anybody from Pendant knows Bill Young and Neil Bailey. Oh, there's Dina Boyd. She's like my adopted little sister. This is her first opening voice acting part, and she plays Clematis. Very good. Yes, she asked me last night if you were single. I had to tur- I had to say you weren't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how sweet! You know, it's funny. I think I should have gotten into audio about a good twenty years ago. It would have made for a much more interesting life. You would have had groupies. Well, you already have groupies, but you'd have even more groupies. Yes, but I would have been unmarried then at the time. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just hoping I might get myself some groupies because, yes, I'm still single. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing and they will come. Oh, if I if I ride it, they will come and sit. Is that it? Yes. Here comes you. Get a hold of the captain, tell her what we found, and tell her we're towing the ship back to the hangar bay and have a med team standing by. Yep, you're half dead. <laughs> you make an entrance into the series and you're more than half dead. I think that's the second time I've done that in a show. Yes. Believe me, it sure Chris Britton's a good friend of mine and he does great stuff, so I wanted to give him a character. So he gets to be David's little brother, which is fun because they're friends in real life and they're both from the Birmingham... Well, they both were in the Birmingham area so they can play off one another. Well, that's cool. Are they still in Birmingham now? Uh, Chris is moving to London, and David is in India. Is he just visiting, or is he, like, oh, staying long-term? I heard uh, he was going. Yeah, he's been... He's in India until March. He's actually acting Shakespeare and doing fantastic. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's the tractor beam sound. And here we go. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got you. Bloody bastards. There you are. Kill them for this. <laughs> Kill them.
You still creep me out. I knew it. I wrote it, and you still creep me out. I need to find out who this is. Just use the echoey sound effect, and that's it. Assassin, they call me. Night Stalker. The galaxy's most wanted. Fools. All of them are fools. I've seen them come and go of ages, and they never knew I was there. Striking. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, we've gone quiet. We have to say something. <laughs> I'm not sure what your reaction is. Well, you know what? I hear voices in my head like this all the time, so it's nothing terribly unusual. The trick is learning when to listen to them and when not to. Yeah. I do find... Especially when... I do find it, it interesting that, that you call him the Night Stalker. And shortly after we started doing this, uh, Bill Hulwig announced that he would be doing a Night Stalker series for Broken Sea. <laughs> just like, oh, uh, <laughs> big no, surprise! No. I'll I'll Nobody. be I'll be involved with that somewhere. Nothing. Obviously, there are two totally different shows, though. Oh, you mean the Kolchak thing? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I auditioned for Lilith for that. Oh, cool. There is the thrill of the hunt. Challenge. Yeah, this, the Armorock character is sort of based, at least in part, on Edward from Anita Blake. But um, remember the way he developed was we just sort of started chatting in, via M when I first posted the audition notice, and mm-hmm. here he That's came. Right. Yeah, it kind of snowballed a bit, actually. Yeah, and he's turned—he's a major focal point of... Pretty much the entire main plot, overall plot for the entire series. That's when Armrock shows up is really where everything starts. Going crazy. Yeah, the first three episodes were just setting the scene, and from now on, nothing's ever going to be the same again. Oh boy. This is an episode for revelation. Well, some of them. Because we, we, you come in, we get the pilots. We find out that Mycroft has a little brother, and one other big revelation that I'm not telling right now, because <laughs> I'm not going to give it away. Okay. I'll keep my mouth shut. Yes. But I had so much fun mixing this episode. This scene, this specific scene right here, I've been wanting to mix forever. <laughs> I finally got it done. I hope everybody likes it. I certainly do. Yeah. I like the way you mixed it. Well, it didn't need anything. You and Paul were both so god darn good that all I needed to do was just filter the voices a little bit. And it's all tele- telepathy. So pretty much the sound all goes away. And we have this with the echoey telepathy effect. And it just... It creepy. <laughs> and they come out. That was smooth. Smooth transition there. Good job. Thank you. I'm still learning. This is only my fourth episode, but it's... Hey, I gotta tell you, you've done more in four episodes than a lot of mixers will do in, like, a year and a half of post-production work. Why, thank you. I mean, considering, really, you are are the deranged mastermind behind this show and how much input you have in so many different um, areas of it. You've you've done a really amazing job in in orchestrating this. 
Okay, I'm trying not to do the fangirl squee, but I just did. Thank you. I'm conscious of near death, Captain. I've made sure he won't wake up anytime soon. Oh, but yeah, I mean, I love, I like mixing, and I like mixing my own things because it makes, it almost makes it easier in a way because I can write. I'm writing for myself as the mixer, and if you know, I have things in my head and I can pull it all together. Plus, I don't have to send off emails to the writer or to, you know, to collaborate. It's just, it's all me. So it kind of makes it easier, though. Mixing is a lot of work, especially when my actors don't always get my lines in. You're really, really, really good about being getting your lines in earlier, and thank you. <laughs> I try, because I know if I don't, these I've got so many shows that it's just going to stack up and, and kill me. So I, I do try to keep on these things. I don't like the idea of him on the ship at all. Yeah, you're good for me until the end of February. So excellent, excellent. Yes, Captain. He's one of the most strong-willed people I've ever come in contact with. Yeah, sure. You're resistant to psychic abilities. Would further probes damage him? Probably yes. Then we can't risk it. Lieutenant Thornton, I am in the hangar bay with Doctor Undomo's med team. Please come in now. Yeah. I mean, these episodes are so easy to write. They're huge, but I just... They write themselves. The muse completely runs away with me, and the episodes just keep getting longer and longer and longer, and I am going to die when it comes to mixing episode six. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you're exercising now, getting yourself all prepped up in time for it. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you, though. You know, the best scripts, I think, are the ones that write themselves. And if you seem to be getting that consistently, then you're obviously on the right track. He's completely mm-hmm. unconscious, Lieutenant. Well, episode 10, I will be writing with Renee when I'm there in L.A. And it, episode 10 mainly comes out of the mind of little Natasha Damroth, who's a seven-year-old. We just add in a little bit. I think it just, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Episode cool. 10 is going to be hilarious, but it's also going to have quite a few little surprises. <laughs> Candice Undomo is played by Ara Pelodi. She is fantastic. Um, she's really well known as Ginger in Once Upon a Time in Vegas, which Renee does too. And David. Uh. It's, um, for Pendant fans, Guy is Once Upon a Time in Dixie in space. Because half my cast is from Vegas, okay. half my cast is from Dixie. So, it's just, yeah. Well, the head trauma would explain why he's able to probe more easily. It definitely sounds like you assembled a lot of the best and brightest for this, this show. I was, I was shocked. I did not expect it whatsoever. I mean, it's like, wow. I definitely feel like I'm in good company with, with these folks. These guys are really terrific to be with. Easy on the streets. He's pretty bad, There's Elizabeth Rass doing yes, Victoria Bennington. But if we get him to Medbay, he should live. Then it will be up to the captain what is to be done next. I shall accompany you. Yeah, Candice is actually guard. South African, and Otto works really, really hard on that accent. She's also a fellow Ohioan. Yeah. I'm not having you dent up half the ship, and certainly not my Medbay. But Dr. Ndomo. No buts. I seem to make a lot of really strong women characters. I don't have any fainting flowers. All the women kick I think that's wonderfully refreshing. That's great. I mean, it's always it's always the guys who get beat up on. I mean, I'm always beating up on Mycroft. And, you know, Mycroft gets 
completely driven crazy by Elizabeth. And Hamlet. Yes, And of course, your character is going to join the list of the people she but she gets beats up on. Like I get to beat her, but I get to order around both doctors. It is so much fun. Far too well in my case, and that lecture's gonna last a really, really, really long That's okay, I seem to remember an upcoming scene where, uh, I'm not the only one who gets beaten up. Not in this particular episode, of course, but I'll leave that stand for now. Yes, I have a lot of fun writing scenes where you, David, and I act together. The banter just flows really good. That is good. Episode 6, some of the scenes you have in episode 6 are fun. Marvelous. Yes, he'll leave. I've never encountered his... It was fun getting to do a bunch of the improvs during the, uh, the Valentine's Day show. Oh my god! A lot of crazy god. stuff there. It's like okay. Look at the pigments. Yeah, the uh, the whole part where you um you you went on for like ten minutes. It's like it's not in the script, and my episode is so goddamn huge as it is. So god darn huge as it is. Sorry. And here it is. It's so so good. It fits in. I can't help but play off of it and use it. It's going to add an extra ten minutes. are changing color like that, but it's wonderful. So I will be using that you gave me. Oh, okay. Well, worst comes to worst, you can hold back and do a director's cut down the road five years from now or something. Well, no, 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 I'll just stick it in. It's ten minutes, and I'll just play off of it. What's the captain planning on doing with him, then? See what happens when you give your actors free reign to improv. I love it! I've... Okay, if any of my actors are listening to this, send me improvs. I love it! <laughs> Now we find the galaxy's most deadly assassin in the end. I will use space. them. Usually when I'm given an improv, if I like it, I will here. stick it in. I mean, I'm not... If it's a good idea comes from somebody else, hey, it's a great idea, stick it in. It's not just because, I'm not like Darth Vader who won't use it just because it's not mine. <laughs> and who is this Andre? Lieutenant Andre Andrew. That is a great accent. I know, she works really hard. What she does is, um... She has, like tapes or videos of actual South African speakers and she'll literally listen to them for like an hour before recording and she gives me so many takes because she's really really picky about it Let's see. oh this is Captain Mistress. John plays Amazo Mistress come in more John this is just a little thing Natty? Mistress Natty is ill, Doctor. Yeah, Moore. little Natasha Damroth is Renee's daughter. So she does. She, so, she is so famous. She is adorable. Yeah. I'm actually visiting her, uh, Renee and Christy Plotkin, for my birthday in L.A., and I'm going to be besieged by pi- the by pictures. My God, the three of you let loose in L.A. Look out! Wake up! Let loose in Disneyland. Oh my! We're going to Disneyland on my birthday. Oh, sweet! Take lots of pictures. Oh, I will. I will be sending them. I will send you a postcard. All you have to do is send me your address. Oh, sweet. Okay. It's a long way from Amazon said you were glowing. Yeah, right? she's just turned seven about a week ago, and she really gives me really clean lines. She's incredibly creative. She created the character of, well, she created most of the character of Nanny. I named her, okay. but she created all the background. She created the character of Amazo, and she is the little brainchild, well, 
episode 10 is mainly her brainchild. Literally, um, for episode 10, Renee and I were on Skype one night, and she was just, this little girl was just drawing pictures and talking about these little creatures, and it was just like, we're, and they are like, ooh, ooh, tell us more. That really fits there. Oh, even better. And it's just this little girl's pictures. That's awesome. Don't forget to check on yeah, she's going to get a co-writer's credit for that one. She already has one for episode two. All right, that's it. Let's let's get them while they're young and put them on the right path. Yes, James Rossi again. He is so far. He is the improv king. He always sends me such great stuff for improvs, and he gets so involved. He just. Put, let, he just lets loose, gives the emo, and it's hilarious. And he's also so cute. Uh, like the boy next door sort of thing. Come now, Zeke. Do get a hold of yourself, man. If anyone can wake up sleeping beauty, you can. You've got the knowledge of all the best engineers in the confed in that metal head of yours. You'll fix that. Aw, softy. <laughs> Zed is always going to be there for comic Absolutely. Very good deliveries by everyone on this show. You know, sometimes you get you'll get a debut show, and you've got new people perhaps doing stuff, and their deliveries are just so wooden, like they're just reading lines. But this cast. You can feel the emotion. They're not just reading; they're they're like living it, and it really brings things uh, alive and makes it a lot more colorful. Yeah, I'm constantly. I've always been absolutely blown away from the first moment at how good the cast is. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> and it's my. This is my first show. I mean, um, got episode one of Guy. First time I ever mixed. Well, really the first time I ever did serious acting where I was there for the majority of an episode. Mm -hmm. And um, the only the second episode I ever actually wrote out. Um, so it was, yeah, that was I'm, my first show and I have everybody. It's like I have all the Oscar winners coming to my show. It's like, okay, I'm a nobody and wow. Well, you hit the ground running, that's for sure. Oh yes, here we Mycroft freaking out. I love making David do freak out stuff. Yes, Sherlock and Mycroft. Mycroft's full name is Mycroft Holmes Beckert, and his brother is Sherlock Holmes Beckert. Oh god, that's wild. The no shit Sherlock. I threw that in. Yeah, I, I saw you couldn't resist that. Who could? I mean, come on, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's the old shaving a haircut thing. I like having fun. I like writing the banter. I like plots. I like action. I mean, guy is character driven. It's not action given. So we certainly are going to have our share of action. Oh, definitely. Coming up, episode seven and eight. Oh yeah, the action knob just gets <laughs> cranked right up. Well, I hadn't had a chance to kill anybody yet, so I had to make up for Oh, it. you sure are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, an episode. Well, we have plenty of romance. What starts off as this nice sort of eco-friendly show, after a few episodes, you get like this severe body count. <laughs> <laughs> they make great fertilizer. Not true enough. So it, Guy is never. I know it's going to seem that I Guy loses some of the eco stuff, but really. The eco thing is going to come out more in epi- ah, in season two and Commander. three. It's, it's still there. It, it just, there's a lot of plots and it all connects together. So even though we're not going to be going around saving planets from ecological disasters all the time, there's still the ecological theme overall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're still the listening to myself is so weird. Oh geez, it took me at least two years to even remotely start tolerating my own voice. Even now, I'm sort of hmm sometimes when I when I have to listen to it. Well, you do fine. I'm still the beginning actor, and I have to mix it all. So it's like I have to listen to my lines so many times, and I have to critique myself to make sure I pick the best take. He took me to fly. to go easy on Mike Ace. He's a bit Oh, this is great. David's great right here. Oh, I can't imagine why. I love this part. Stars blowing up before they're supposed to. Wormholes dumping us in the middle of nowhere. Pesky little brothers not staying put. An assassin <laughs> on board and an infuriating captain who won't follow the rules. Ah, uh, see, so you haven't lost your touch, Liz. Hey, it's a gift. Oh. Speaking of assassins, what shall we do with this one? David's great when he gets aggravated. Yes, isn't he? Oh, that's one of the things I love. That would not be very yeah. humane, Lieutenant. Love playing you two off of each other. You're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, indeed. He has a point. I am not spacing the patient. I wouldn't let you anyway. It may be the doctor. Talking about you. You're like you're just laying there on stasis at the moment. I've healed him already, but I'm keeping him sedated until we figure out what to do with him. Hmm. And here we hear a Lieutenant bit more about Florentin, you. You were the one to find him. What do you think? What can you tell us Max about murderer him? Mass murderer, odd guy. Dun, dun, dun. And children. If he even touch his mind, was repulsive. So cold and alien. Yeah, she used to watch Kolchak. <laughs> I didn't even know about Kolchak until Bill posted that audition that notice last week. Oh, it's a sweet show. Rent the DVDs sometime. It's well worth it. So dangerous. That it was all but impossible to take them down by no Yes, methods. I'll have Jack the Ripper yes, we on Gaia. Well, not exactly Jack the Ripper. They never called who was behind the killings, and the killer was far too good for that. More like the, the ultimate hitman. Yes. Oh, he's a he's a he bunch is, of things. Right Jack the Ripper. Ooh, I don't know about that. He's not. He's not the psycho. He's not a serial killer. He's a. He's an assassin, but he is not. I can't explain it. Well, he does like it though. There's what nothing he does. wrong with that, but he doesn't have like a victim profile, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think I mentioned uh, in one of our email discussions that he's kind of an amalgam of a, of a couple different characters. When when I was going for his voice and everything, sort of uh, you know, partially Hannibal Lecter and partially a little bit of like the new Joker, and uh, he's got a little bit of. Uh, the vampire Lacroix no, from Forever Night, much, yes. and uh, Elizabeth, bits and pieces of, of some of my my favorite uh, dangerous people. Yeah, that's all well and good, Liz, but what's to be done with him? I say, a murderer of innocence. The Confed 
doesn't yes. execute yes. criminals, Lieutenant. Ah, they were guilty in thought, if not in deed. Mm-hmm. And you have to eat. I mean, it's, you know, you do have to eat. That's right. I have any facilities capable of keeping one such as he in prison for long. He would escape. Yeah, you're just too, you're too dangerous to keep, keeping in prison. You just get out and kill everybody. is like this. His biology resists as this. Not field. recklessly, only with reason. the field to keep him under. If I increase it much more. Or if I'm well paid. Oh, I love this part. Then we have already decided we can't kill him. Well, if death and imprisonment are not options, then there is always another. <laughs> we'll just have a chat over a nice cup of tea. You cannot be. You just can't be serious, Elizabeth. You can't mean to wake him up. Another and moment of aggravating David's care. <laughs> Certainly, Mycroft, there is one thing you Brits have taught me. Always be civilized when possible. So, tea please, Oolong, I think. And of course, you want me to make it. You know me so well. Make a good pot for everyone and find some of those nice finger sandwiches. He is probably hungry. Oh, wow, I see times have not changed. I just love the banter, I, and I will drink you Might sound a bit big-headed, but I just still laugh whenever I hear this the stuff. Hip suit you. Oh, yeah. I like a woman in power. Down, boy, I'm not a and it just keeps getting better. The more scripts I'm seeing, the banter, just as everyone's evolving and interacting and coming together and, and growing into their characters, I think it's it's just going to keep getting more and more interesting. Well, I warn you, Gaia is going to be around a long time. I have at least four or five seasons planned, probably more. That's awesome. That is amazing. So you literally, so you literally could be playing Armorak a decade from now. With ease. Wow. Man, I wish the regular job market was that secure. <laughs> Gaia could literally go on forever. Even an assassin would considering how you what Armorak characters is like. He's not going to be disappearing, you know. He'll be expecting. Well, that's good to hear. He's a lot of fun. Yes, he is. But. Not the sort you might think. How do you know this, Captain? Hopefully my acting will get better in time. sure exactly. <laughs> I just have a feeling. There's more to Again, you've hit the ground running a lot better than some people that we've encountered way. over the years. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, Doctor, let's oh, here we go. up and see what happens. I've got a really bad feeling about another, this. Another moment. Oh, Mike, you just worry way too much. Of course I worry too much. You worry too little. I have to worry for the both of us. I hope you know what you're doing. I'm following a hunch. Oh, Lord. Quit your belly aching. You sound like your father. I do not. Trust me on this one. You really do. Oh, you shut up. What would you do if I don't? Exactly. Tell Mum on me. Do I have to send you both to your rooms? No, Captain. Oh, uh, no, Captain. I just love how everybody interacts. If he makes just one wrong This is an improv thing, from Bruce. All I need to do is fall on him, and he will become a... <laughs> what do you call them, Captain? He doesn't give me too many improvs, but there they are. Oh, here we go. Here's you again. Where am I? You're I do give myself a lot of mouthy oh, lines. Except Monroe. This is my go executive on. officer, Commander Mycroft oh. Beckert. Chief of Security, Lieutenant Barask. Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Candice Undomo. Lieutenant Sherlock Beckert, and Lieutenant... I'm just going to have to give Thornton. David more lines so that he I have some more time to get the you. other stuff done. Ah. <laughs> He's so chronically early, so he can hit, you know. Who is speaking in my head, Lieutenant. Like what you found there? 
I brought you here, didn't I? And yet I'm healed, and not in the brig. I thought we could keep him civilized. <laughs> I like the idea. Here, of here's this assassin. Here's the captain, and she instead of throwing him in the brig, they're they're having a tea party. <laughs> There's a lot of that in, the, in these next couple episodes. When all else fails, have some tea. <laughs> yes, and, or have the assassin Tembar. But we have. Oh yeah. What species exactly are you? If I told you, I would have to kill you, Doctor. And that wouldn't be very <laughs> civilized. <laughs> and the amazing growling Bruce. <laughs> Steady, Lieutenant. There is the problem of exactly what to do with you, Night Stalker. I could kill you all and then make my way off your ship in a worker <laughs> house. Try, you would succeed, Commander. Nobody, nobody is that good. I am. But we healed you. You're so creepy because you just say it. It's matter doctor, of fact. You know what I mean? If you're not going pain, over the top evil, but your healing of you're me just would not stop me from killing saying you all it is the easy same. as past, the, past, the, past the sugar, you know? <laughs> that's it. And that's what's so goddamn creepy. I am what I am, Doctor. <laughs> if you had Lieutenant Thornton over there inside my head long enough to know the name the Confederation has given me, <laughs> then you know that as well. Have another, Have another sandwich, trip. Night Stalker, while we yes. consider... Oh, most dangerous person in the universe. Have a sandwich! Possibilities. Yes. Well, well there's more to Elizabeth there, than you might think. Obviously wish She's not fainting! She's not fainting at, almost in the almost you and would have if we had not happened upon you. I had they fun doing these lines. Very nasty so many takes. To get to you. And if they find out you're alive, they'll come for you again. You saved me. And now know that my people exist. They'll come and slay you. And this is my first time trying to write evil or true darker care. You know what I mean? That? Okay, I'd yeah. Much yeah. rather avoid death all around. And how do you propose to avoid that? Simple. Yeah, I kn- knew I wanted Armorok on Gaia's cast crew. for reoccurring, but I was you trying to figure out how the heck that you will follow I could do it orders and harm with none without my and make it so that her superiors were okay with it. You know what I mean? Following the laws. Yeah. Usually you can't keep a wanted assassin as good as he is tells me on board without the admirals having a fit. Well, uh, wait for the last scene and you'll see why it works. And that just the main... I Darker thread of Gaia happened simply because I was trying to figure out a way how to keep Armorak on Gaia and have it actually work and be feasible. Ooh, here we go! Then you are off. This is my first fight scene I ever mixed, so hopefully it comes out okay. Then you are a fool! I love that! Yay! We'll see how red her blood really is. Hand over your laser gun. You are a dead man, Night Stalker. Not today. Let her go, Night Stalker. Your mental tricks won't work. Ooh. I've You're eaten good. your kind for breakfast with toast. Get back, you three. I had to throw in your brick you voice. You do Night so well with the oh, the and you get to tw- <laughs> And you get to tweak David. And that cheery bad act by actually comes from David. Because he, oh, yeah? he signed... He, when he signs off off on the time when getting lines, he signs off uh-huh. with a cheery bye. Oh, okay. I rather thought and here we get to have fun. something like this. What do you hope to gain? Oh. Freedom and the chance to take out my enemies. The simple things. Ah, uh, yes. 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I'm trying to be more cold and darker myself. Not forgetting one small. There you go. And what is that? Never let them see your sweat. They might think you dead now, but the moment you go back to your old. I mean, Elizabeth is just pretty matter of fact. Not surprised. Not freaking out. You've got two alternatives. It's probably one of the reasons why they kind of get along, mm -hmm. is they're both just very, you know, this is what it is. It's all up front. And they're very much alike. And, I mean, he's pretty much, we almost have a continuum. We have Mycroft at the White Knight, White Knight end. Armorock at the Dark Knight end. And Elizabeth is, in the, is sort of in the middle in the gray area. Shut up and come So, like, she... she Understands him, and she does. She she knows exactly what he is, but he, she does. She accepts him anyways, and she doesn't judge. Because you know she sees a lot of herself in him. Any last words? Yes, actually, several. One, I'm still not afraid. And here she's. He has his claws to her throat, and she's just talking on, talking on, talking. Yeah. And word has been sent out to all the captains to There's no more hiding. My offer is still open. Work for me, and you have a chance at powerful allies. Continue on your own. I worried perhaps. so much that yes, I would not sound assassiny enough. I was doing so many takes. You are not and afraid. Of course, you like you hit it on You're first take. For your life or for that of your crew. Why not? Simple. I'm not going to be dying, and neither will anyone else aboard you there? Naya. I know that. Well, huh. I oh, there you are. You are yes, I'm here. Confident. I could kill you with a near the sound level seemed like it went down just a smidge. About it. Yes, yes. Oh, here we go. Lost my throat and all that. You forgot something else, though. And I'm sure you'll tell me what it is. <laughs> a captain is never helpless. And here's the Score one for the captain. Yes. I get. I got to punch Mac. Yay. Always fighting. Even you get one. Futile. Oh, I'll get more than that. Uh, I am the writer, fighting, I, you know. I can do what I want. I am God. Oh. Haven't you ever? Oh dear. Where there's life, there's hope. <laughs> oh. Rather idealistic, that. <laughs> but you've got spirit. Tell you what. And he knows he can I'll kick her butt. Like, okay, I know I'm going to win. I'll Beat give you a chance. We'll fight. You go free. That's Perhaps right. <laughs> you can rally your ship in time to stop me. Lose, and you die. I'm oh, you make that bit. sexy in a really twisted, Humbly. wrong way. And I just happen to be on the menu. <laughs> That's what I was shooting for on that. <laughs> Fine. Let's and here's the fight scene. I'd never done mixed one of these before. <laughs> a lot of kicks and punches. <laughs> Not too bad, Captain. Your technique is a bit sloppy, however. It's nicely done. We could do like an audio of one of those cheap kung fu movies next. <laughs> Indeed, Captain. And how many have you killed, huh? How many times have you bathed in blood? They're going at it, at least. Oh, yeah. Enough to have discovered the secrets to a really good 
stain remover. Uh, yes, you get to figure out that there's more to Elizabeth style. than meets the eye. Not exactly standard issue. She's not Captain, Captain Janeway, that's for sure. You'd be right about that, Night Stalker. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, I am a bit out of practice. <laughs> Miss me. And here I thought you'd be the normal bleeding heart captain, horrified by the nasty assassin. Best assassin in the Only galaxy, and like, okay, yeah, I've seen him before. You expect me to be shocked if you come to the wrong girl. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, <laughs> I am much more than the normal assassin. Yeah, there's plenty of surprises to come. Oh, yes. And I'm only in the first season! You're much better than most I've seen. I'll grant you that. But I am going to stop you. You won't be taking down my ship. Get on Instant Messenger more and you'll hear more of the details. Oh, you do-gooders always have to play by the rules. Considering all the punches, these guys must be really bruised. And you know what? They're really not out of breath. <laughs> they must be in fantastic shape. Well, um, Armorak has the whole life energy, but then he was near to death, so he's low. <laughs> It's audio drama. We're just at least you've some no one in our fight scenes. We both gotta remember to it's add pencil. I'm going to have to kill you, but I mean, I'm sure he's got like sort of a supernatural type constitution, well, so whole, that's his um, excuse. Oh, here we go. This is fun. Your arm in a joint lock. If you're going to kill me, then just do it. Life already. drain effect. As you wish, Captain. That's how he heals himself using the life force of others. He heals wounds. Eating your life force? I told you I was hungry. Wow, he almost sounded like Robocop. Yes. You'll kill her as well as drop her creep. Don't let him touch you, life drinker. Oh, still alive, Captain? I must not have drunk as much of you as I thought. Like I told you before. I won't be Yes, I'm psychic. <laughs> and how would you know that? She knows because Elizabeth is me if I could get into space. Well, I'm not I'm not an assassin though. Who knows it's fun. If you ever get out of this alive, I swear I'm going to kill you. Your government knows about me, Captain. There aren't too many assassins out there who are as good as you are, Night Stalker. Science has caught up with you over the centuries. Yeah, David Alexander McDonald does the music for this. Though these weren't written specifically for guy, he just sent me a bunch of his stuff. It works very well. Elizabeth, don't worry. Mm -hmm. She'll survive. I missed any arteries. This time. I'm alright, Mike. You've got everything to lose if you walk out of here, Night Stalker. Give me your word. Presumptive little crap, Captain, isn't she? <laughs> Believe me, she's stronger than she looks. We can contact the Confed and make a plan of action. It's too late to kill everyone and go back to your old life. They just kill you anyway. Stay with us, and you have a chance. If I were you, I would take her up on her offer. She's telling you the truth. Just swear to follow your orders and harm none without your leave, save in self-defense. <laughs> and a free away, membership card. 
And you get to ten bar. Oh jeez. And then, and then, and then there's all that happens in episode six. Oh. Well, hey, I'm sure I make some killer drinks. You'll just welcome me into your crew with open arms, just like that. I am an assassin woman. Which is why she says, you know, maimed, no, maimed, mutilated, poisoned, killed, all that diseased or otherwise hard. All that fine print. Yeah, whenever she gives him an order, like lets him fight anybody, she has has to to qualify everything. When I'm not having to kill someone. I like this. Just can be so messy. The blood stains are hard to get out afterwards. And unless you hit just the right spot, the screams can get as annoying. (sighs) (laughs) Only if you're not. All I can say, Mac, is wait for season three or four, and some really interesting fun stuff is going to happen. But that's like years down the line. (laughs) But yeah, I have plots exactly in such a long, long ahead of time. I never miss. One, one batch of fun at a time. Mm-hmm. I give my word of honor to follow your orders. Uh, season, excuse me. Season one is pretty follow much written except for the last five episodes. Uh, I should have killed you when I had the chance. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding either. It's just so neat hearing my stuff brought to life, especially by such great actors. It's like, I wrote this, and it's so darn cool hearing it. And it's like, wow! Oh, and it's on iTunes now. We can actually do iTunes search and come up with it. I did that earlier. It's like, Oh, cool. That just happened a few days ago, so yeah. Civilian. And a couple other misfits shows are on iTunes, but Gaia, you can do an iTunes search now and come up with it. It will have to do for now. Very cool. What did you do to Dr. Undomo? Oh, just knocked her out with a nerve punch. She'll be coming around any time now. I see. Well... Yeah, you're you're, you're rooming you next to the rock guy. He'll <laughs> make you a, fl- oh. a red flapjack if you get out of line. Go and make sure nice stalker <laughs> here has everything he needs. Yep. We can't keep calling There's you your last stalker. Do you have? Then we have one more scene. Armorock. Armorock, then. Welcome to the Gaia. And this scene only came out of. Me explaining why Armorock would be yeah, on Gaia, and it would all work shot. out. I'm all right. Ace. The whole series just, just need took a, few a completely one hundred, you know, fifty thousand degree spin from what I expected with this. And there is no way the captain is going to sleep through it all. The muse ran away with me completely on Gaia. I mean, the show evolved so much. Armorock was not in the original conception. Elizabeth is not supposed to be more have this darker side in the original conception, but pretty much when you came around, everything went completely wild. It's all your fault, man. Gee, thanks. It's all your fault. Because <laughs> I was trying. To Wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Because <laughs> I was having to explain what the heck your how your character would fit in. To answer this, but the way you were talking to Amarok about killing, you began to sound a hell of a like him. I've never heard your voice that cold. I am a bit like him, Ace. He's what I could become, and I am perhaps what he once was. What are you talking about? You're not an assassin, are you? No, 
This is me being all emo. <laughs> but, uh, I oh was wow! More than I am now. Yeah. Seriously, I could have ended up with Captain Monroe shows shows her her light side, her warm side, more darker, despairing side. I could have ended this episode thought for with "Welcome to Gaia," but I wanted to put a little bit more of explanation in because so people would know why the heck she would agree to have an assassin as part of her crew. Because otherwise, this is, this is pretty much just. Backstory. He couldn't and setting this. things to come. Upon entering Space Fleet, I didn't join the normal string of recruits. I was approached by others because of my high grades. This is just mainly setting the, the scene for my, how do you put it? You know, different ep the episodes to come and everything, to an explanation and, and everything. Break the rules. Yes, Do Black Ops. Black Operations. <laughs> Black Ops is not in the original conception of Gaia either. Even intelligence we were told they didn't exist. Oh, I didn't get that impression. Right, and they took me fresh, naive, and idealistic. I got that line from... Me. I got that... I did my duty for king and country from that episode of Doctor Who. You know, with the, with the, the Cybermen, when that with that one lady at Torchwood would always, was always saying that. Then she got her brain cut out. <laughs> and highly dangerous missions that took away people. That's right. Well, you got to be be careful of of what your reasoning is for doing things. I wouldn't call myself an assassin. Elizabeth's not cutting out her brain. She's more having to cut out her heart. But only when there was absolutely no other option. Splitting hairs. I know. Considering I personally... Ah, but you were saying before I brought in the Doctor Who You know what? Now my, my brain's kind of gone south and I don't remember what the heck I was going to say. <laughs> don't you love it when that happens? Yeah. I have such a fragile little mind. Oh, I don't believe that. Okay, wait. You know, I, I think I remember now. I remember when, when you and I were chatting that one day... Um, I think the first couple Gaias had already been written. One of them was partially recorded. And we started talking about the character that would become Armorak. And it's just like that conversation, I think, was suddenly when this, this huge corner turned, I think, as far as where this show was going to go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All a lot of the main overall plot lines for the entire part of the series, it's all tied to Armour. You know, he's... Yeah. He's almost like a... He's, he and Elizabeth are pivotal points. Well, Mycroft, too. Are pivotal points for the entire for the entire galaxy. I mean, because Armorok is on Gaia, and Elizabeth and Mycroft and Armorok are all on Gaia, the entire galaxy is going to be changed. Right where they want me. And what is it they want then? That's cool. The same thing they've always wanted: to do the dirty work and use anyone remotely useful that they have to. They've been planning this for years, ever since Gaia was being designed. Ah, stop talking in riddles. Planning The Black Ops arc of doom. 
Well, we won't see them. Black Ops will officially come in episode, well, you'll actually see them episode 9. I wasn't able to fit them in earlier. Because I had 5, we had 6. 7 and 8 came because I just wanted to kill people. Homicidal as that sounds. I wish I was. And then 9. Who are you talking to? Okay, come on. Yeah, it's true. I'm talking with Almarok. Of course, you like killing people. He doesn't know yet, does he? I haven't exactly had the yes, time Mycroft to tell him. Yes, Mycroft is going to freak out as always. Supernova. I love making David freak out because he I'm does it so well. I'm not looking forward to telling him. But I also like I making him no scream choice. like a squeal like a girl. Not about him. Not about <laughs> oh my. And not about doing my duty. No matter what it may cost me. Well, if I don't know. Um, David MacGyver does a good job of, of that on Maudlin. Yeah, the screaming. Yes, I'm going to figure out some way to get him. He's going to be in my other show. But hopefully, maybe someday guy too. But I have ever things cast so far in advance right now. It's like I'm good for another year. And here's the credits. Guys, voyages, episode four, in the middle of nowhere, featuring the voice talents of Elaine Barry as Captain Elizabeth. But yeah, that's. Pretty much, we have like three minutes left, and that's episode four, and that's where Gaia really begins. Well, that's fun. It's definitely uh, a fun show. You can you can feel things picking up now. Uh, yeah, I mean, episode one, that was all being the exposition, setting the stage for Elizabeth, Mycroft, and get it, introducing the, the mission. As Gaia. And the main, most After of the main crew. Episode two was some of Zafani, and also introducing um, Natasha Damroth, Maddie, um, and Amazo. That's Martin still, you know, mi- middle. Then epi- I get to have fun with the big explosion and everything. But episode four is when things really, really take up. But we will get, we we will get have Fred's time back to Zafani. It's not, that's not, this is not the last we have heard of Zafani. Well, this, this I see is the episode that makes the listeners go, hmm, kind of wondering, all right, what the heck is coming off now? And oh my God, she has Mac. Bill Young is Ensign Slice of Tear 29, call sign hard drive. Yep. Laura Frechette, another one of these really, really ancient, quasi-immortal, very dangerous type people. <laughs> well, I have to say, Good thing I think I've got Omrock's some experience playing that kind of a character. Yeah, I still think Omrock sounds more badass than Mac. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Mac doesn't set out to be badass. He just was himself. <laughs> and it just, you know, things happen. Mac is nicer than Armorock. Oh, by far. You know, he's, he's a pretty cool and groovy guy. But when he needs to mean business, he means business. Yeah. I need to finish Section 31. <laughs> Definitely a good series. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I always put in bloopers. So send me bloopers sometime, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't do bloopers. I know, I know, but I never give up hope. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that I don't have a ton of them. I just don't want to plague the listeners with it. I I believe in giving only my very best to the people yeah, well, out there. Well, well, you can always plague me with them. I'd like to hear them just You're right, the heck. <laughs> You're completely right. Hold on, my I love bloopers. I mean, considering how many lines I have to go through, anything that makes me laugh or something is spices it up.
Well, I'll just have to send you a few more crazy emails and try and IM you more often to break your monotony. Oh, yes, please do. I always love chatting with you. Gaia's voyages. Oh, thank you. It's always fun for me, too. Well, and chatting with me more often, you'll be getting more um, of the hidden details and things to come, because I talk with Renee and everybody all the time. And, yeah, spoilers, I brainstorm. Uh A lot of the stuff comes through. Yeah, instant message. That's where episode 10 came from. That's where a lot of these twists come from, is just Renee and I put our heads together and just stuff goes at it. So if you want to hear, if you want to get, hear what's to come, you gotta be instant messaging me more often. Because <laughs> I will tell you! <laughs> I will tell you. I, I will try to be better in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> 